With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and we are sponsored by Lucky Star Gym. Today we are joined by Neil, who's defending a 100% record, I think, and Joe. And we will be talking about a win, a win at home. Um, we obviously enjoy everyone's engagement, as I always say, and I thank everyone for their engagement and the people who do it are quite a lot. I do see you. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. But anyone who wants to join in, please do so on all the social medias at Sutton Podcast um, on any of them, really. Um, we'll start with Joe. Um, it was a few weeks ago. I've got the, the wrong agenda up. Um, so it was, not Joe, it was a few weeks ago. I think it was the Forest green match that you were on that's a bit of a dire match to be on but you were on after that how have you been since uh lovely to be back mike thank you it was the first green match which was a very different home match to what we had yesterday um i've been good um started sixth form which is uh, a new step up uh my school not that some of them knew that i was on the podcast but some of them listened to the podcast uh, and uh, they did enjoy it which is good um so 
yeah, I've, I've been good, been busy. Uh, haven't been to as many matches as I would like um, due to just kind of schoolwork. So kind of now that that's died down after the test next week, we're looking forward to trying to get some more matches like the one yesterday. Beautiful, beautiful. And Neil, last time you were on was, I think, the Villa under 21, which is technically a draw. So we we have a 100% record. You've got nothing else. Now, three wins in a draw for you, but I'm I'm not tracking it, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to be everyone's record is brought up. Uh, but how have you been, Neil? I've been fine. Unfortunately, <laughs> like Joe, haven't been able to make many of the matches because of clashes with the social calendar and birthdays for kids and things like this. So uh, it was nice to be back to see a win because... Um, all the ones I'd seen live have been defeats since uh, Notts County. Sadly, I'm be- I'm yeah. better when I'm you know on the podcast <laughs> or uh, watching on iFollow. Yeah, I mean to be fair, most people um, have all been defeats this season, so it's no, it's no great shame. Um, so quad news, it wasn't really a huge amount to pick up on um, at the moment. Uh, we've got the ladies' match was called off earlier for Waterlogged Pitch, so that will be rearranged soon. Um, I did already mention that I'll dig it again. The FA Cup match on the 12th will, I'm sure, be going on sale soon. So it'll be good to see quite a few people um, supporting that. Um, the coaches, I know they're collecting money for Colchester and he's paying advance now, which is long overdue to be, as far as I'm concerned, I'll take everyone's money straight away <laughs> if it was up to me. In fact, pay even if you don't want to get on the coach. Um, and then, as Neil and I discussed at length yesterday, the 50-50s are doing brilliantly. Um, and I, I take as much credit as I'm allowed to get away with for that, um, even though it's got nothing to do with me. Um, also, they will be, I've just spent most of the day editing um, the video on Black History Month, and it will be going out Monday evening or Tuesday at the very, very latest. And um, there's just one video that hasn't worked quite as well as I, as I was expecting. So I'm just hoping to get some backup files on that one. But to the match, um, Joe, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts ahead of the match? I mean, I, I got 11 out of 11 on, on the on the lineup. It's Neil Shush. Um, I got 11 out of 11 on the lineup, all by myself. No, 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 no cheating involved whatsoever. Um, but Joe, how, how did you manage with the lineup and what were your thoughts ahead of kickoff? Um... I was very happy with the lineup. I thought that our last two games had been much better. Nowhere what we were seeing in September. Uh, a team that had fight and looked like, I think, Wrexham, I think, Morecambe, I think both games were just obviously much better performances. Uh, and I thought, I think we've really got a settled top two of O'Brien and Smith, um, which is good because I think uh, this start of this season, portions of last season, quite large portions, it was a bit mix and match as who might start up front sometimes. Uh, and I think now that that's quite a good top two, they know their roles, I think that's starting to work. Um, happy, with the, happy with the back four. Um, yeah, I think the only one I thought that might play was uh, Amari, who didn't, uh, didn't play. But uh, I think other than that, I got... 10 out of 11, which when I saw I saw you tweet 11 out of 11, I was like, this is going to come up tomorrow. I was like, he's going to be very happy with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I timed my journey into the bar with perfection. 
<laughs> Neil, how, how did you get on? I think you got 10 as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got exactly the same 10 as Joe and uh, got uh, all the... I got and I was a mistake on the subs because uh, I thought uh, Lee might come back after his tonsillitis, but it was Tope. So, uh, so six out of seven and 10 out of 11. <laughs> I don't even attempt the subs. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll do my 11 and that's, that's it. Um, but ahead of kickoff, I mean, obviously Tuesday night, or the last couple of games, as Joe mentioned, we've had that little bit of extra fight, that little bit of extra, like, this is this is Sutton, this is our season starting now. I know it sounds silly because we're in November, basically. Um, but it did just show glimpses of, of what our team should be able to do and what they're capable of. Um, were you confident ahead of kickoff, um, Neil? I'll start with you on that one. Um, surprisingly, for me, I was confident. I just hoped that the 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 performance and the team spirit and the fight uh, from Tuesday night would be carried forward, and there seemed to be no sort of hangover from Tuesday, and. Uh, I was uh, absolutely delighted and, and a lot more confident after four minutes than I was uh, perhaps before kickoff. And, and Joe, how are you feeling ahead of kickoff? Um, I'm not going to give you this youthful optimism, which seems to come up every time and on it. Um, I was, I think I was just a bit, uh, I was always, it's, it's Bradford, they're a big club for the division. In the back of my head, I was like, let's just please. I was praying that something, it went right. Um, but there was always that thing in the back of my mind where I was like, are we gonna are we gonna reset like the game against MK Dons? We seem to have a rally and then we lost three nil against Crawley and it was like I hope there's not, there's not another setback. But um yeah, I was I wanted to see that oh, you yeah. muted. He has I think um yeah I don't know where I stopped. You wanted um, to see, yeah. Basically, I, I was, I was, I wasn't entirely confident, but I felt that if we could produce what we had done in the last few weeks, then something was going to be given. I think we saw that yesterday. Yeah, and as Neil Neil mentioned, great start, um, Mr. Coley, who uh, not only his first Sutton goal, but he reliably informed me that it's his first EFL goal um, as as well. So um, great start. It was at the far end. So um, I have had my contacts changed now, but um, I didn't really see it, to be honest with you. Um, Joe, what was your view of, of the goal? Um, yeah, really good goal. It was, it was at the end I uh, stand up. Um, I'm really happy for Josh. I think he's been a really quite stand, well, not, not stand up. I think he's been really quite, since coming to the size, basically ever present. Um, and I think... I was impressed with him at knots and I've been kind of impressed with him even in times where he's just trying to create chances. Uh, and I think he deserved the goal before obviously it was 28th of October. Um, so it was good to see him get on the score sheet. Uh, lovely ball from Aiden to play him in, uh, which was something good. Now, it, it, they were, I was looking at the Bradford fans' reaction and they weren't particularly shocked. I don't know. They, 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 it wasn't really, it was almost like, oh, well, well, that was always going to happen. I know it wasn't like it was. There wasn't a groan or a look of complete and anger. It was more just oh, oh well, we'll get back into it, which isn't a, a thing which we particularly want. But you know, 
I was I was really happy for him and it it, it gave us the impetus to kind of put pressure on them for the next 20 25 minutes I think so yeah yeah and then what were your thoughts I mean I, I'd said to um Josh that I was dead pleased for him obviously after his goal and I, I I did mention that I thought he'd perhaps been overthinking some of his um chances and and not just unleashing and he was like yeah I think we, we all have to be fair um but what, what were your thoughts on the goal at the time was it a bit early for you or um it, I thought it was I I thought the goal had come from a mistake by the Bradford defense only looking back on it, in fact, it's an even better goal than it turned out to be because Smith was wrestled to the ground. And as he wrestled, was wrestled, he laid off a ball to O'Brien. And then O'Brien, again, just shows what a good, calm, footballing mind he is. And he laid it on a plate to Coley. And fortunately, he shot rather than perhaps, as, as he might have done in other matches, um, laid it across because there was another player um in the center so i'm glad he took it on and uh, i think he's going to get confidence from that and uh, potentially uh, have and have a go if he gets put in that situation again which hopefully is going to be the case more often than not exactly yeah i mean it's the more we have flying confidence um i think we, we can't remember who was on but we mentioned it a few weeks ago is that extra pass is always what's was catching us out because people aren't just taking that chance and then people are shooting against us and it's bouncing off the keeper it's hitting someone's backside going in and we're just not getting that luck because we're not um taking those chances um but yeah the first half obviously on my adult brain i don't remember them being that um that threatening to us um wouldn't say it was comfortable, but um, I could I, I could only see us scoring another goal. Um, you did mention Smith, and you did mention being wrestled to the ground. That seemed to happen quite frequently. Um, Joe, what were your thoughts on on the rest of the half? Was it was it as pipe and slippers, or or was there chances for them in that half? No, no, no. I, I completely agree. Uh, I think that they weren't. They were not shocked, but they just didn't really seem to motor at all. Uh, I think it reminded me now, obviously, I have a less experience to draw on here, but it reminded me of the a few games uh, in the run we had uh, back earlier this year, so January to March, where we weren't like it was it wasn't like knots where goals would seem to chances were coming from everywhere. But we were getting the ball into good positions, maybe getting a shot off, but maybe if not, just keep like just be happy to let them play around, have the ball, let them bring someone to the ground, bring well, it'd be Omar last year, but Harry this year to the ground and just kind of be safe. And I didn't act I didn't think they were gonna score. I didn't particularly see us gonna score. And I think we were pretty happy to get to half time one nil, no real threat. And it was just it just made me feel that this is the kind of play that we become familiar with for portions of the last two years and the way we the way we play the physicality of it and we were using that our strength and kind of our height to our advantage and they obviously teams know that we're going to play like that but they just didn't really use what they had which i think is they had some maybe better technical players 
But I think we played the smarter, smarter football and that helped us get into half-time at 1-0 where they could say we haven't really had a big big chance yet. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a fairly valid point, Neil. With the, um, the possession stats last year, it was quite often were games that we were lost, that we were looking going, ah, I see we had over 50% possession. That, that's why we lost the game. All the games that we're having like 30% possession, we're like, we won this. It's all so good. Um, but how, how did you see that? that the rest of that first half and um, from the sort of five minutes onwards well i think i said to you at half time mike i thought that was the most comfortable half that we've had for a long time it was more comfortable than warsaw when we were four nil up because warsaw called caused us trouble and could have had some goals themselves so uh, bradford looked as if they were asleep i think uh, the effects of tuesday and their drubbing at uh, MK Dons and the travelling affected them an awful lot more than we were affected by our long journey to Wrexham and uh, losing 2-1. So uh, uh, it wasn't until after half-time that they woke up. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, half-time, obviously, you're going in, we're winning, what's going on? Um, uh, great crossbar, Jim Harrison, who I think they, they hit the crossbar on at least one of their chances. Um, Second half, I can't remember which way around it was. They they scored, Adelaide scored, and then hit the crossbar. But they definitely were more, more threatening in the second half. I know there was another time where you, you were having particular kittens near where they played through, and Dean sort of came out, and we were like, "Is the penalty coming up?" Um, so, um, what, what were your thoughts on on them in the second half, Joe? They were definitely they've had a rocket at half time, but. Um, were you worried or did you still quite think it was comfortable? I'll be honest. Um, when Andy Cook scored, because we know he's a prolific striker uh, and getting that from his whole career. Um, yeah, I was worried because they then had a 10 minute period after the goal where we looked like we could go 3 1 4 1 down. They hit the crossbar, he missed a header from the post the box they had corners they they were threatening they hit i think they, they just before the the goal they just hit one over the bar from a long throw which is another potent weapon of theirs they they came they, i think they started the second half not too differently and then they, they, they just got i can't remember what it was there was there was something i think it was omar going off to shoot it from distance there was a pause there and it just started to turn and when he scored which was seven minutes or so not really against the run of play just happened i was like okay we need to reset when he hit the crossbar dean had no chance that could have easily just nestled top left and i think then the, the rub of the green i think they would have gone on to, to, to run away with it which is a bit worrying from our point of view but they started brightly i thought the day bay was good um their corners they Kind of the way they marked up losing Omar, I think, in especially in like long throwing corners was a bit of a blow because I think they created more chances from what they could have. Because Omar's just six or seven, that's pretty self explanatory. But in I think that period, about 50 minutes, so about 65 70 minutes, um, yeah, we were under the cost a bit. Uh, and I think for the first time, I think sometimes we've been a bit hesitant with subs, so I think subs kind of changed the game slightly. Yeah, I mean, Neil, I, I know you mentioned to me yesterday, um, 
think it was fairly shortly after Amar went off and Louis came on, you were a bit sort of nervous about the, the throw-ons in particular of knowing who to pick up because Omar was um, obviously doing a great job. Um, but how, how did you see that that, that second half onslaught, if, if we want to call it that? The the loss of um, Shomi was uh, was pivotal because he he basically marked um, out uh, sorry Cook out of the game uh, in the first half. He didn't really get a sniff or a look in. Um, Omar was getting uh, was getting everything that was coming into the box. He was um, he was dominant. Um, it's not the same when Lewis came on. We looked for a few minutes. We looked looked disorganised, and um, you know Cook had that um, five ten minute period when he could have had a hat trick. If anything, he hit his shot too well. If he'd have had to hit it slightly less well, I think it would have gone in. And uh, the cross from the uh, the Bradford number eight um, that Cook couldn't keep on target was too hard was too hard across so therefore as joe rightly said we had that little bit of rubber the green things went our way in that 10 minute period and then we reorganized and i think matt's substitutes were proper substitutions to actually change the game rather than being sort of some of the panic ones which we've had in other matches, and we reproduced, um, you know, uh, Jackson coming on on the on the right hand side uh, for Foley, just gave us a little bit of st- stability on there. It reproduced our two non wingers on the wings from Tuesday, and we got the control of the game back. And then for the last okay. few minutes, it looked as I said to you, we needed a bit of luck. And uh, the goal was sort of almost fashioned out of nothing. Not a set-piece goal, which I thought possibly was the only way we were going to score. It was a very, very nicely worked goal and a superb cross from Clay to, for Harry, who was the shortest man in the box, yet he managed to <coughs> rise above everybody and uh, put the perfect header in. It was Harry of old. It, it was a set-piece. It was a throw-on that they cleared out. For um, us to then recycle back in, so yeah, yeah, no, it was the recent, it was recycling, <laughs> it wasn't from the set piece, it wasn't head on and then in, so not yeah. a set piece. Um, did you? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's two things on Harry's interview. So, yeah, obviously, Harry's late goal. I mean, I've written down Oh, and then there was another late goal. 
oh hang on a minute <laughs> it was ours yay <laughs> so what were your what were your thoughts on the goal joe um so i mean obviously what was it 87 88 minutes um that great attack harry rising just <laughs> six foot seven foot eight foot i don't know how far she jumped but um it was be beautiful he said himself he eyes lit up but he doesn't really remember what happened <laughs> because he just couldn't see anything after he headed the ball and um, what were your thoughts on it oh it was it was a great it was a great moment um yeah atmosphere after that chanting it was great 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 goal for harry i think he's like uh like i've he's strong with injuries kind of year last year and a bit but, uh, but he's he, in east's absence kind of he's really led um and i think yesterday we saw that uh i think throughout the game kind of he him and um in Gessan, they both are really well and long I'm guessing later, but I think it was he does he deserved it. Um, he could have scored, I think, other goals, but I think that's his first goal since the opening day, which seems like a long time ago now. But it, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great moment for him. And then um, obviously, the next whatever they were nine minutes were agony. Um, but you know, the the, the feeling which is occurring over in today is certainly worth it for that nine minutes of. Oh no! What's going to happen? Like, could Andy Cook pop up and score a worldie from thirty-five yards out or something? You know, they they, they do have the ability for that. Um, and we saw it out. We saw it out well. We got bodies behind the ball, um, and it was just good to see. I think just to touch on about the substitutions, I I do think the substitution changed the game. I think what's happened in weeks of old oh, is like shomi has gone up front uh, <laughs> at seven, trying to get on the end of the ball. I can see that, but I, like, I don't. I I think Tope has been underused this season, um, because his impact in games last year before he moved on to Torquay was massive. Like start of the season but against Gilling and Tatia, Craig's goal from to make it two one in the final minutes. Like he pressing from the front against Wimbledon away. All these games, he just kind of he, he keeps that intensity up, which we need, and. I think well, I think the crowd love him. He, he's a he's a he's a great guy, uh, but I think I'd like to see him use more uh, in the next few games because I really do think he changes a game when he comes on 75th minute or something. Because I think obviously O'Brien and Smith worked himself into the ground, getting humbled to the floor number number of times by the centre backs, and I think he, along with Clay and Jackson, really did kind of give us that swing back in our favour once we got that rubber the green, as you said. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll talk, talk on top of this, but Neil, you, you had a ring last nine minutes for different reasons. You, you just didn't want any other goals scored because you got your prediction of 2-1 and you knew mine was 3-1. So you were sitting there just praying for nothing to happen for nine minutes. Uh, but how did you see the goal and the, the, the final moments of the, the game? As I said, I thought it was a very well-worked goal. Um, I, I, I was desperate for my six points to, uh, you know, to progress up the table. So even though Sutton haven't progressed up the table, I have. So for purely selfish reasons, I was absolutely delighted with the final score. Um, more out of luck than judgment. Um, and I thought we managed that last nine minutes was a typical old Sutton performance. 
that you know they were they ran themselves into the ground they threw themselves in everything that they that we controlled it much better than um, some of the uh, early uh, games from last season when we kept uh, giving the ball away and uh, losing in in, uh, in added on time i think that's because of the the the, the extra nous that we've got from having some better better players some technically better players and uh, clay particularly i thought that was possibly his best game that he's played for us and uh, alongside harry and christian they absolutely ran their socks off harried hassled were winning second balls were basically being in the face and irritating so uh, really stopped bradford from trying to play uh, pretty passing football so uh, that that was a good old Sutton performance yeah I mean we, we've mentioned um society's uh, players sorry um I can't remember who I was talking to about it I was talking to different people but Christian I do feel of all the signings we've made he probably had the lowest expectations but would be now one of the first names you go well okay he, he's done really well in midfield Maybe when Eastie comes back, you'd have to question that. Um, but he, he has definitely made a mark. And his set-piece delivery, mostly, has been excellent. It's been one or two, you're like, well, what were you going for there? Um, but mostly, he's been excellent. I mean, Joe, you, you mentioned him earlier, but um, what, what are your thoughts on him? I just think he's... In, in, this has not been an easy run. We can, all, we can all accept that. But I think he has... Not saying that other players... Well, I'm slightly saying it, but I'm not going to say, like, not. I think he's been given no, absolutely. No, 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 But I think he's given absolutely 100, 110% every single game. He has thrown himself into it. He knows. It's a bit like, um, I think, Adam Lover, when I mm-hmm. wanted to say EC or someone was out last season, and he came in for three games and didn't really get a look in after that. And I really hope this doesn't happen to Christy. Um, because you, you, he threw himself, he just throws himself into anything. He's willing, he knows, like, he's, um, I think he knows that there are maybe more, there, there is, like, it's expected that uh, maybe Craig or, uh, but, but both Craigs might start or when, when EC's back. I hope that Matt will experiment and give those two a pairing because he can play both roles. He can play that uh, EC role of that kind of ball-winning midfielder just as, Neil said, like hassling the the midfield, not giving him a moment's peace, and he can play that Harry role of being that playmaker, linking up balls, set piece delivery, uh, and he's got that physicality as well. And I think he he would be my signing of the season. Uh, and you could say the the lower, as you said, lowest expectation, but he's massively over delivered. Like uh, I saw it in a interview with Matt, I can't remember what it was, but he said he'll be a big part of our thing this year. And everyone thought, well. Wouldn't it surely be Craig or someone else who's going to get the look? But he's he he's got I like he'd be my first name on the team sheet right now um, with Harry Smith, with Ed O'Brien. But I'd say right now he's massively doing what we need him to do, and I, I hope we can really cultivate that and look for him to be a real leader for the future because he looks like a really promising player uh, that we've picked up from Ebbsfleet. Yeah, it was it was me. Uh, Matt gave me the look. I was still, is he one for the future? And he goes like, no, he's one for no, now. I, could, I couldn't remember. I thought I thought I wanted to say it was on. I thought I wanted to say it was. I also thought he was. He's given the number eight, isn't he? 
and you wouldn't yeah. be given them yeah well in my head you wouldn't be given number eight if, yeah. if you're not if you're not starting but maybe maybe that's just my kind of football footballing brain yeah. thing but you know number eights have passed on many clubs and they're often very very old-fashioned there Joe. <laughs> squad numbers uh, neil what, what are your thoughts on him what what we mustn't forget is that he's jumped up two divisions he was only national mm-hmm. league south so um he, he's made uh, a very big leap and i think he's established himself um quicker than perhaps we could hope i think he's figured a lot more than matt intended i think it would have been a more gradual introduction but because of injuries and things like that he's been forced in early and i think we're only we're now beginning to uh, see the benefit of it it's a little bit like how ali smith started Mm. ali got a bit more of an introduction through injuries and all that sort of thing than than potentially would have been our original um, intention and then he got better and better so because he'd been thrown into the deep end he came on as a better player quicker and i think that's going to happen with uh, with christian yeah, I mean, the other standout for the signs is what you kind of would have expected, and that's maybe why he's not he's not immediately thought of as best signing. You'd expect Smith to come in and play well because A, he's a big player, and B, we play his style of football. Um, one thing that was, I mean, I think he's probably dealt with more unfairly than Omar even was, um, because as soon as there's a 50-50, it's a foul against us. There was one yesterday where um, the guy nearly took his top off. And it was just like, oh, oh, that's gone against us as well. Okay, clearly you're not allowed to show your naked midriff. Um, and uh, <laughs> so it was, it was just a, a weird one. But um, just wanted to mention some of the things after the game. Um, I went out to do the uh, well. First of all, must mention she, she was in the home end, and again we won when she's in the home end. So um, Lottie has to take some credit there as well. Um, so she was in the right bar this time but I sort of went in and thought right I'll do my uh, my little hacky video and the last time I went in to do that around the ground was like Salford or something and it was just there was no one there and then yesterday I went out and there was loads of people I was like oh this is what it's like after a win is it um, but we had Matt doing his after match interview um, and it was quite interesting because there was a, a big puff of the cheeks when he finished he sort of came down the stairs and I was sort of and I was like, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And that would be a relief. Um, and Harry, uh, there's two things on that. One is um, young Joshua, I think, uh, yeah, Joshua is his name, said to his dad um, when his dad was watching the Harry interview, he, he was like, Is that Mike from the podcast? <laughs> That's like, What? <laughs> it's like, could work out whether he meant because he sounds. No, um, but I think it was, he, he said he thought it was just because he had a microphone and considered the only person standing at the microphone would be me. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Um, but Harry came into the bar and, and I think I was about the hundredth person to say to him, you need to show your face in the bar. And AB was in the middle of the, um, the strikers a key thing, which is the, the mad draw, anyone to know. Um, and it kind of got interrupted by everyone singing uh, um, Harry, 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 beautiful. Um, so he only sort of popped in for a minute, showed his face and went out again. But it was really good to see that um, he got such a, such a warm welcome. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to see different things um, afterwards. 
Um, and the happiness around the place is just so much better. There's a huge hug between Harry and Bruce as well, so as well, so that was good. Um, one other thing I found out, and it was Joey um, who runs the Sutton United underscore fan page on Instagram. I think he might be on TikTok as well, but he did mention TikTok to me because obviously I'm old, so he probably thought I'm not on it. Um, but he mentioned that um, we are the only side in EFL2 not to be awarded a penalty this season. Um, now, I'd say a lot of the sides we've given penalties to, but he was like the only side not to be awarded a penalty. Um, do you think that's potentially our reputation, Joe? Well, great page, by the way. Um, I love, I, I was watching the TikTok uh, on Christian Gesson. I was going to say, I've got to reference that later, so it's a great TikTok. Is it our reputation? Um, no. I'll be honest, I think it's because what some of you said earlier, I don't think we get into the box enough. Uh, and we haven't really been making the chances this season uh, to get anywhere. And I can't actually think to mind of a penalty decision where I was like, well, there was a, I can't think of a foul in the penalty error. I can just think that's a pen. Because I, I, in past years, I've, I've definitely thought that, like, I can't think of it to mind, but I can definitely remember some from last season. Like, I can remember yeah. one from Farnborough. This season, I can't remember any, and that might just be the run of form we're on, not getting into the box. Like, a lot of them have come from set pieces this year, or um, gold in the edge of the area, or just kind of balls in behind. Maybe that luck will change as we start to gain confidence. We're willing to run at defenders, like yesterday, like yesterday with, um, with Josh, and maybe that's how we draw fouls. I think when you're low on confidence, you're less willing to take on defenders. And when you take on defenders, you often get get uh, fouls. Maybe it's that Harry Smith thing. He's six foot seven. And if six foot one defenders fouling him, it's probably the other way around. That probably doesn't help. But I think, I don't think we can blame it entirely on reputation because I think that we have to look at ourselves and say slightly, right, now, if we do what we did in bits, in bits yesterday, in bits of Rex and bits of Morecambe, we can start to make those opportunities because more often than not, we're pretty good at penalties. Like Rob's, Rob, Harry, got yeah. uh, as we saw it in penalty shootouts this year, we're normally pretty good. So let's yeah. let, let's let's try and use the confidence we get from attacking rather than waiting for a mistake uh, from this win. Yeah, there definitely was one at Crawley, um, and it was um, Jamie, um which again. Oh is yeah, yeah. Hit. Six, I've seen six, it on the replay. Plus, is 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 that you haven't got that penalty because you're too big. Um, but but Neil, do you agree? Do you think it's um just us not running into box? I know there's been times when Omar, um, I'm sorry, Amari and um Josh run into the box, and you're like, keep going, keep going. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put a foot out, and then they turn back and recycle. Um, or or is it reputation, or is it just not making the chances? Joe, I think. I. I think we're perhaps a bit too nice. We don't, um, I think some of the penalties that we've given away have been bought because the, uh, the, the players have been, you know, savvy enough to know that, um, you know, there's going to be a foot sticking out here that I could, that I could fall over. So uh, we, uh, you know, we're not buying them. Um, and then it is the, if you've got the big guy, little guy, um, 
it must be that the big guy is the one who's doing the fouling. It's just like if the goalkeeper falls over, the goalkeeper must have been fouled rather than the goalkeeper doing the fouling. So uh, yeah. I, I think that it does count against us. And yesterday, again, you know, we, we, the, the officials seemed not to give us it. The, 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 bar, the tolerance for us to be given a yellow card seems much lower because we are, we're Sutton, we're physical, we're, a, we're, a, we're an aggressive, dirty team. And I think that does, you know, that does still count against us yeah i mean i said it a couple of weeks ago i wouldn't mind but we haven't been and if we could if we were being that physical and getting the yellow cards i'd be like all right fair enough whatever because <laughs> that um I, but we were just weren't getting it yeah. yeah. and poor um, old harry smith yesterday got booked for sarcasm didn't he rather than uh yeah for, for yeah a it was he got fouled and it was like oh, about time or some something yeah. similar um, and he ended up with a card for that, which again, I know that I know that against the rules, but it just drives people nuts. And obviously, we stand near, near Frakey, and it drives him nuts that you get a dangerous foul that gives nothing, and then you say something to the referee, and the card can't come out quick enough. And it's like, I, I get the, the respect thing, I do get that, but someone saying about bloody time isn't necessarily that disrespectful. Um, one other little just thing, um. Another manager has lost their job. Um, I, I have a feeling, I read somewhere earlier, there's six EFL2 managers or teams without a manager at the moment. It's Bradford, Gillingham, uh, I can't remember, uh, Grimsby, 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 Colchester. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's a hell of a lot who, who are out of work. Um, I know we're still bottom of the league. I know we're still points away. Um, but is your gut feeling that we made the right decision for Bruce to describe it as a sticky patch and Matt to lead us out of the sticky patch? I still, I still find that very funny. If Bruce ever listens to this, um, but um, you both nodded, but it's an audio, so it would help if you actually said something. Um, I think there's no doubt that, judging by the performances, particularly in the last seven days or so, that matters got the the support of the players because they are you know they they seem to be doing now what he wants them to do uh matt's prepared to make the the difficult decisions i think that was extremely brave to keep somebody of amari patrick's uh, ability on the bench didn't bring him on at 70 minutes bought on jackson so that shows a, a perhaps a little bit of tactical acumen that perhaps we haven't given Matt uh, credit for. And it's this supposed new manager bounce is a bit more of a, a myth than reality. It, it, mm. it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. And I think, you know, continuity is probably going to pay off more times than knee-jerk sack your manager and quite often some of these clubs if sack a manager at this stage are sacking them that same that the newly appointed manager when it gets to near the the death of the season so uh, it, yeah it's it's a ridiculous situation there was a very good um on the not top 20 podcast they had a, a good sort of special a few weeks ago and it was this very thing of 
about and there was a company that do a lot of data and you would assume that they get paid to say yeah this is the best manager to fit you but their job also was to say no now is not the right time and actually use something as an example of are something doing better than they're expected or would we expect something to do better under a different manager and they said as well that the new, new manager bounce just doesn't exist it's just um it's something that happens maybe one or two games where players think oh I better back my ideas up but then it just reverts back to them again um joe what what, what are your thoughts on um coming through the the, the, the patch again it's a, it's a run of one game so let, let's 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 temper the expectations the performances have been better for the last sort of few games but it is um it's by no means that that's it we've sorted it all out now okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's been a very difficult two months, and you can see that um, in interviews. You can see that on the pitch because often I feel like managers, when you lose the dressing room, that's the point where you seem like you want to go. And, I don't think Grimsby have lost the dressing room. I don't think, um, I don't particularly think Gillingham have lost the dressing room. It's been a bad run, but we have, everyone has a bad run. You could say Man City are on a bad run right now. They lost twice. I know that that's Man City, but you know, they won 3 0 today. You get through it. You don't, you don't, they, you don't, if you lose to, if you, if you lose to Wolves, you don't, when you're Man City and you're basically winning everything, you don't basically say, oh, I'm going. You've got, I think that's the same thing. You've just got to stick it out. You've got someone who knows the club, who's built them up from winning the league in a season when their aim was stay up. You've then all got the highest points tally not to go up this, your first season. You go through a torrid run of injuries the season after and manage to get a respectable 14 finish. And you're just having a bad start to the season. But you've shown what you can do. You've had great performances against Cambridge, not uh, Notts, Walsall. You could say they're flashing the pans, but there are other games there like Barrow, Wrexham, Morecambe. There are a number of games there where we can say, right, that isn't completely just. There are points we could have got there. Didn't didn't get the rub of the green. Got the rub of the green yesterday. I don't think, I think we were all saying it, including myself. I was like, right, when Doncaster, I think was a bit of a low point. I was like, okay, where, where are we at now? I I have full backing that he will bring us through this. A win, if, if, the way I see it, wins in the next two games, that is, that, that's where we need to be. We can get, I, I think we can probably get out the drip. Colchester's a massive game. 23rd, manager us right now. Got a point to prove after losing 4-1 away to them last season. Get a starter run in a cup and before you know it, we're flying. I have full faith that he will get us through this, and we've we've got to remember that we are we're punching so far um, above our weight, and a lot loads of other people think this, and many many people have said it. Like um, I've seen it on Twitter today, just saying great win for Sutton yesterday. That is what they can that is what they can achieve. And remember, we only had 14 of the playing staff we had last season, and it takes time for a squad to gel. It's clear yeah. that that squad has has gelled. 
and that Matt has now got their players and saying, look, this is what I want you to do. He's got a keeper and who he trusts. He knows well. He's got two two uh, talisman strikers who are experienced and know what they want to do. And I can see it all starting to come together. And let's be real, we're we're we're, we're only we're, we're joint with we're with Colchester, and three points seemed a lot before yesterday. Now it feels like with two two three wins in November, we could be up to twenty first, twentieth, and that is that's a great feeling from where we were losing five three against Swindon or losing. 4-1 against Doncaster so I, I completely think just keep going keep believing because I think belief is what spurs good results yeah I mean we, we said it yesterday Conrad if you were there for the conversation Neil but we sort of said theoretically could win the next six games and suddenly everyone's looking around going hmm, not sure what the big problem was um, because we'd be way up the league we'd be doing well in the cup um, but anyway it leads us on to the cup um, so this time last year was um, not the most pleasant experience in Farnborough. When the draw was made, um, we were and some of the day, um, so it was probably the best draw we get. But since then, I think they've um, played two games under the and scored seven, conceded none. So it's possibly a bit of a trickier game than um, we initially thought. Um, but a long trip for them. And I mean, what, what what are your thoughts on the game? Um, are there any implications? Is it a case of, yeah, we desperately need a cup one? Matt said it in his interview that he's, he's got us promoted, he's done well in the League Cup, he's got us to the Pizza Cup final, got us to the Wembley, but he's never really got going in the FA Cup. Um, Neil, what, what, what are your thoughts and how do you see the game going? I know it's a, a week away, but how do you see the game going on Saturday? I think Matt will ring the changes a little bit to give some of the other players um, minutes, which um, won't be a bad thing because they're not bad players coming in. So I, I certainly think Amari will will start and probably uh, Pereira will get a chance. Danny Manor will as well. Um, ben will play, but because the thing Joe's already mentioned about Colchester, I think um, Ben's going to be suspended because he's now picked up his fifth yellow card. Doesn't count for the cup, but it does for the league, so he's going to be out. And I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, um, that's um, concussion and he has to miss 14 days. So he's going to be missing for Colchester as well. So mm. uh, I think next week will be a bit of a practice. I think he probably will uh, We'll see Jackson at right back and uh, Joe probably moving uh, into the centre with um, he might play Ben. He may decide to to practice and put Ben on the bench and have um, Joe and um, Lewis in the centre. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe, what are your thoughts? Um. Well, my first podcast, we it was the day I think two days after the FA Cup draw, and I said you should beat these lot. The National League's out. So I am not. I am not saying. Anything. I'm saying I'm, I hope we get a cap run because, as Matt said, it, it seems like he's yearning for it. Um, I, t- I texted Mike on Friday. I said, where's Jack Rose? Because I I am a, I, I love Jack Rose. I think he's a, a great keeper. As much as I love Dino, I think I want to see him back. And I don't know if he's injured. He might be injured, but I haven't heard it in any interviews. Maybe he's just being rested. Maybe I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what's happening. If he's fit, I'd love to see him back in goal. I'd love to see him fighting it out for that number one spot because I think he did 
I don't think what that although he did face some pretty heavy drubbings as keeper, I don't think that was because of him. Um, I think he did pretty well. We know he's a great keeper. Um, uh, I completely agree with Neil. I'd love to, I'd love to see the changes. Uh, Amari, who else? Um, Tope, I'd like to see play. Um, yeah, I just I, I think just give. I think he'll play the strongest team he can without affecting Colchester, mm. um, because if, if the way you look at it, we're too. If we get a good, uh, if we win and we get a good good draw and we win again, that that that's a possibility of, I don't know. Tottenham at the VBS. Like, we could get, I don't know, not, no disrespect to Edna Bright's Perry Club, but we could get Shrewsby away. We'd rather Tottenham <laughs> at the VBS. But you know what I mean? It, it could just give us that momentum. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I can't be there, which I'm fuming about. I was hoping, I was hoping, uh, I was like, I was like, I was hoping they'd do it to Friday night kickoff. I was like, who's going to do TV coverage for Stockton versus AFC Five? So I was like, oh, oh, oh well. So, Oh, I'll be I'll be listening in, but I just I hope um, I pr- I hope that we get something from the game because it it's exactly it's the catalyst which we we so desperately need. And then a win against Charlton, win against Colchester, and before you know it, we're we're away and flying. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I'd like to see changes. Okay. So, well, Ro- Rosie is injured, Joe. So that oh he is yeah. he's got a groin injury and yeah. he's back in training, but. Uh, Ah. I don't think he's up to playing quite yet. Okay. Well, bring Steve Arnold in then, because he he, <laughs> he had he had one game against Cambridge where he had a bit of a nightmare thing with Louis, uh, and then it it all went a bit wrong after that. So let, let, yeah. let's, let's see what because he, he is a he is a oh, I've got uh, mate sports. Yeah, he, he, he played all right against um, Crawley, but it was a nothing game. Right, yeah. we're going to um, grab your predictions now. Don't forget, you can um, both of you change your mind as long as you you enter on 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 the um on the link so whilst i'm asking your opinion now and it's on the screen for anyone watching um you can change your mind when you come to doing the entry so um neil you're up to third um unfortunately there were seven people who got a two-one scoreline so it was it was an awful lot of people um so yeah you're up to third you're two points behind charmers and five behind uh, Mr. Darby, who's now taken the lead. Um, How did Darby get five points? I've, well, I think he must have got something. I can't remember exactly what he got. Um, so, uh, where are you? He, he, no, he said 2 1. I'm, I might have been looking at the wrong one. So, yeah, he, he, he got it as well. So, yeah, there were seven people. So, uh, he got it. Uh, Mr. Rosario got it. Uh, Coxie got it, uh, Dave Fry got it, you got it, uh, who else was there? Andrew Youngman got it and Simon Davidson got it as well. So, um, yeah, there's quite, quite a few <laughs> who got the score. Um, but Neil, what are you going for for Saturday? As I said, I'm not going to hold you to this if you change your mind. I think once again, I think we're edgit. We are seeming capable of keeping a clean sheet. I'm I'm going for another two-one. Two-one for Neil. Joe, 
you haven't been entering, Joe. So I know, I know, no, and I've, I, 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 I do see you. No, 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 no. I've just done it. I've just done it as we speak. Uh, two 0 I think. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing it. I promise. Um, I, I, I say to myself, I say to myself every match. I said to myself, I am actually gonna do this because I, I, ha I have some sort of knack for these things. I've done it with prem matches in the past, so I will. I've, I've gone for two 0 Um, and yeah. yeah. There's something else we need to look out to on Saturday is which one of their players are we going to sign for next season? <laughs> no, we're going to do that for players that have been well against us. We don't want players that have been well against us. Um, Joe, I don't care how many people enter because the more people that enter, the more chance I've got of slipping down from the table. I've already dropped to about 13 for some reason. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'd written down 2 0 as well before we had this conversation. So um, I'm going to stick my 2 0. Um, because I'm going to go slightly different to Neil, where I think we will be clean sheet. Um, but we have come to the end. Um, quite well out of that, actually. Um, next time we'll be on will be some. Well, next time you'll hear from me will be on Tuesday when I release the video for the Black History Month that I spoke to a few of our ex-players and also Lewis. Um, but. Next time I'll be back will be next Sunday. Um, as always, thank everyone for their attention. Go on, Joe, roll your eyes. Um, <laughs> um, don't forget, follow, love, like, share. We have things on social media for certain podcasts. Um, thanks to Joe. Thanks to Neil. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, it caught me off guard. It really caught me off guard. <laughs> I was just, and then I was like, oh no. It's all right. We just need to make it into a little gif of you just rolling your eyes and I can look at oh, every single no. bit. So, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And um, next up, I've only got um Gabriel so far for the file game. So if anyone wants to jump forward, please let me know. Um, but other than that, um thank you for listening and take care and we will catch up soon. Bye bye. Podcast Network.